This is the Digital Savage Experience Podcast, hosted by Roman Prokopchuk, bringing you all things digital marketing, tech, business, and motivation. What's stopping you from becoming relentless in all aspects of life? Are you ready to become a digital savage? Let's get into today's episode. Hey everyone, this is Roman Prokopchuk, and this is the Digital Savage Experience Podcast. Today I have with me Paul Maskill. Paul is the founder of the Ultimate Freedom Mastermind. Thank you for joining me today. Thanks, Roman. Excited to be here. My pleasure. So tell me a little bit about your journey. Obviously, you founded some companies, you've been through some things. Tell me kind of how you got started, some of the career pivots, and some of the things you've had to overcome. Yeah. So uh, I live here in Raleigh, North Carolina with my wife, Angela. We've been married for eight years. We've got a four-year-old daughter. So uh, they are who keep me busy and in line on the day-to-day. But I grew up in Michigan and really had no inspiration, no desire to be a business owner, mainly because the only business owners that I knew, one of them was my father. He was a hardwood floor guy, but he didn't have any employees. And then this was this is like late 80s, early 90s. So there was no inter- there was no entrepreneurship, quote unquote. So the only small business owners that I knew were people that were like miserable. It was one man bands. They were working, you know, sun up till sundown and they were only making money if they're working. Uh, so, you know, kind of fast forward through my youth, everybody said, go to school, get good grades, you know, go to college, get a job and then do that for 40 years. So that's what I did. I got a finance degree, moved to Chicago, sat in a cubicle, from 2007 to 2010. And uh, during that time in the finance industry, for everybody that, that lived under a rock during that time, a lot of people that I worked with lost their job. And to me, everybody said a job was super safe, but to me, it seemed like it was not safe at all because uh, everybody was losing their job and they had nowhere else to turn. So uh, I, long story short, I quit that job. I moved down here to Raleigh, North Carolina. My girlfriend's wife now, uh, but girlfriend at the time, Angela, lived down here. She was working at a hospital. So quit my job, moved down here. And I knew I wanted to start a business. I just didn't know what I wanted to do. Uh, I really wanted to be in control of my destiny. I wanted to be compensated for the more I worked, you know, kind of all the, all the things that we quit our job to start a business for. Um, and so I did. So uh, it wasn't easy. I almost quit. So the business we were running was after school golf and tennis programs for elementary kids. So local service-based business. Uh, I thought it was a no-brainer. I think when we all get excited for businesses, it's like, yeah, this thing's going to take off and go to the moon right away. Uh, but it didn't. I called every school in my area. Nobody said yes. Nobody returned my call. Uh, almost quit. Started second guessing, should I go back and get a job? Uh, but you know, lo and behold, I started to get some success, some traction, which then really put me in the position where I, you know, I found myself like every other business owner that I'd ever known working 60 to 80 hours a week, uh, with a business that couldn't thrive without me. So at that point I realized it wasn't sustainable. If something happened to me, if I got hit by a bus, if my family got sick, uh, we were relying on my income, but if something happened to me, that income would go to zero pretty quickly. So, uh, you know, I was just like every other entrepreneur. I was scared to delegate. It was my baby. Nobody could do it as well as I could. Uh, and I was wearing all the hats. So, you know, I kind of reflected at that point to when I quit my job originally, everybody told me I was crazy. It's like, man, you made it through the recession and now it's 2010 and now you're quitting. Like, this is the dumbest thing I've ever seen. Uh, but to me, the worst case scenario was if I go try this business thing, it doesn't work. I can go get another job. Uh, so I was kind of at that crossroads again with my business that I needed to make a huge shift. Uh, it wasn't going to be easy. But to me, the worst case scenario was 
I'm going to end up back where I am anyway. And that's really not that bad because I'm doing it right now. Uh, so uh, luckily had pretty good success, systems, processes, put everything in place, put a team in place to run the business better than I could. Uh, and then we sold that business within four years. We were doing about a half a million dollars in revenue. Uh, since then, I've done it again with another local business. And now really my mission is to help uh, first-time service-based business owners make it to their fifth birthday. So they can go from six figures to seven figures. Because unfortunately, uh, if you know the listeners or anybody's not aware, but most businesses never make it to their fifth birthday. They quit, they get tired, they get burned out, it doesn't work, whatever the case may be. Uh, and I want to be able to take my experience, my expertise to help as many small business owners that I can see their fifth birthday, go from six figures to seven figures. Because what I found is kind of that seven figure mark is where you can really start to put all the people in place and truly have a business that can thrive without you. So that's what I'm here to do every single day. I show up, you know, really helping as small, as many small business owners as possible, make more money, have more time uh, and reach that full potential. So we can do what we really want to do in this world. We've all started our business for a certain reason. Uh, and a lot of times that never comes to fruition. Yeah, I agree. I think it's, it's, I think it's a lonely journey, both for kind of small business owners in terms of, you know, brick and mortar businesses and just entrepreneurs, whether it's, you know, internet or anything else in terms of you having to bear all that stress and carry all that kind of weight. So at any point, I think one of the hardest things, at least for me uh, over the years has been kind of letting go and delegating instead of like, no, it's not going to be done right. This is going to collapse. So did you have any moments like, you know, you needed to step back or you felt like it was okay to step back and delegate some things away that you knew they were going to be done right and not kind of, um, you know, get paranoid because a lot of people can't just delegate away or hire someone or give other responsibilities for people because it's kind of, you know, it's, it's, it is your baby. So have you kind of experienced that over time? Yeah. I, I mean, that was really where I was at. Like, I didn't want to give up control. Nobody could do it as well as I could. Nobody could talk to my clients as well as I could. Nobody could respond to emails like I would. And, you know, it was kind of paranoia of like, oh my God, are, are they going to ruin my business? Uh, and for me, what I realized was once I quit my job, I really didn't have a vision. When I was sitting in that cubicle, my vision was to just get out of there. That's my end goal. I want to get out of here. I want to be my own boss. I rather just, you know, work sun up to sundown instead of sitting in this cubicle. At least I don't have a boss and I can, you know, quote unquote, have the freedom, even though uh, you don't have freedom when you're working sun up till sundown. So what I realized was I didn't really have a vision when I was then operating my business or my business was more or less operating me because uh, I was wearing all the hats. I was putting out the fires. I was that ping pong ball going from one thing to the next. And my vision was nothing like that. Once I got clear on my vision of what I wanted next, it was that freedom. I want to have a business that can thrive without me. I want to be able to go on vacation and take a week off with my family and not have to worry about, is my business you know, going to collapse? Or what am I going to do without a revenue for a week? So once I got really clear on that, and that's what I found even with my clients, is if we can get clear on the destination, that becomes the ultimate filter to get rid of all those other thoughts. Like, yes, this might suck. But it's what we have to do in order to get to the next stage. So we need to start to delegate. We need to start to document these systems and processes. And we need to build a team. And, you know, unfortunately, most business owners never got in business to say, man, I can't wait to build a team. We usually get into business because we're really good at something. And we don't even think that far down the road. Like, man, could I teach somebody else how to do this? Or how do we do that? So, you know, that's really what I focus on now is, you know, myself, I was at that crossroads and now, you know, most of the clients that I work with at that same crossroads are like, okay, there's proof of concept, this thing's working. 
but we can't grow it anymore because I'm burned out. I don't have any more time. I don't have any more mental energy. I'm already sacrificing everything in my life to keep this thing going. And it's not getting me closer to my goal. So if we can get really clear on that goal, it's going to make it a lot easier to do the things that we think are going to suck. And usually when we do them, it's like, oh, that wasn't that bad. Because when you think about it, 99.9% of the people in this world are really good people. Like there's seven and a half billion people. If we weren't good people, if we had inherently bad intentions, a lot of us would be dead, but they're not. So when we delegate, most people aren't going to do it incorrect on purpose. They're going to do it incorrect because we forgot to give them something, whether it was, you know, some sort of training, maybe we assume something, maybe it's leadership, maybe it's guidance, maybe it's infrastructure. But the only way we can figure out what we need to put in place is by taking action. Otherwise, we're just guessing. Yeah, I agree. So what motivates you to succeed? Obviously, those motivations may be different than they were a year, five, 10 years ago. But what kind of currently motivates you to succeed? Yeah, I, I would say my biggest motivation is I'm really clear on my personal vision. And that includes helping other people get to where they want to go on a day to day basis. So when I can wake up every morning and help another small business owner take one more step to achieving their definition of freedom, and everyone's definition of freedom is different. But it usually is along the lines of making more money and having more time. So that is really fulfilling when the more people you help, the, you know, the, the more successful you are as well. So when you can put people before profits, the profits usually come. And you know, I'm, I'm always super excited to get up every day and go help another small business owner, another entrepreneur to you know, make their dream a reality, help them reach their full potential because we all have it in us. Unfortunately, when we're our own boss, we don't reach our full potential many times because we're always making excuses in our head of why we're not going to take action. And unfortunately, those excuses only sound good to us and they sound like excuses to everybody else. And I think it really comes back to, you know, when I was working a job or anybody else listening, when you had a boss that in a job that you were working, they set all the expectations. This is when you need to do it. This is how it needs to be done. This is where it needs to go. But when we become our own boss, we kind of set those things, but when we don't hit them, we just justified in our head of why we didn't do it. Uh, and unfortunately, that's really just doing a lot of harm to ourselves. So that's really what motivates me is really getting the best out of everybody, helping them reach their full potential, guiding them along the way so that they can impact more people in their lives, whether it's their employees, their family members, their teams, uh, and the relationships that they have with them. Yeah, and I think it's, uh, you mentioned it a little earlier in that response, I think it's doing things kind of for the right reason. So I guess maybe in my 20s, I was kind of chasing those, I guess, titles, uh, you know, more compensation bonuses and stuff. And then I guess at 29 or 30, I switched over to a more kind of a heart-led entrepreneur kind of about legacy. And like you said, I put people first and adding value and just, you know, being a resource and just, you know, being a good person in business. And that money came a lot faster and all those kind of, you know, accolades of you doing a good job, compensation, notoriety, that kind of stuff. And it came a lot easier and it obviously felt a lot better because you were doing it more from a genuine standpoint. So if you are kind of approaching it that way to help people and that's kind of your core values or approaching it in, in terms of like who you are and, and kind of giving that into everything you do, that, that resonates and people really see that in, in business and in personal life. Yeah, I totally agree, Roman. And I think what you said first is have, leaving that legacy. Are we leaving this place better than when we found it? Would our, you know, would our parents be proud of us? You know, would my daughter be proud of us? Am I putting a stamp 
you know, on this earth, even if it's, I impact five people or 500 or 5,000, but who's coming to the funeral when it's all said and done for me, whether that's tomorrow or 50 years from now, you know, I think that's really the definition of success because when we can serve all those other people and help them get to where they want to go, it always comes back around tenfold. Just like you said, you know, once you start shifting your mindset and doing things, doing things for the right reason, usually whatever you want and Zig Ziglar said it as well, you know, if you help enough people get to where they want, you'll get everything that you want as well. Unfortunately, we do things many times for the wrong reason. The, you know, the short-term gratitude, you know, the short-term, it, we want things right away, instant gratification. Whereas if we can just have a little bit more patience, do things for the right way and just focus on serving people and helping them while obviously also taking care of us, because I think a lot of times we sacrifice everything on our personal end to do what we feel is the right thing, but we can only do that if we're taking care of ourselves first. Yeah, I agree. So what's one thing you may have seen as a weakness in yourself in the past that you've turned around and utilized as a strength today? Yeah, I think exactly what we just talked about. So when I sold our first business, um, kind of the backstory to that was a bit, I worked with a local business broker here in Raleigh and they said, oh, it's going to take about nine months to sell your business. And literally within a week, we had a signed offer. We sold it much quicker than we thought. We sold it within like 30 to 45 days instead of nine months. And that left me in a position where I had, I, you know, I, I had to determine what I wanted to do next because I, I thought I had more time. So this was like 2016-ish. This was in, when Amazon FBA was like really becoming a popular thing, sourcing products from overseas, selling them on Amazon. And I thought, this is great. Like, I can do all this. I can make all this money. I don't have to have any employees. I just have to go buy these things, do these things. Uh, so I did. Me and my wife, we went and sourced a whole bunch of stuff from India. We actually sourced some stuff locally as well. Started selling on Amazon FBA. And I hated it. Like, I literally hated every single day of it. And I realized, you know, looking back is because I was doing it for the wrong reasons as what we just said. I was doing it just because it was a quick way to make a few bucks. But what I really realized is I needed to be in a people business, a service business where I'm, you know, building teams, working with others, having clients that I can actually interact with uh, instead of just transactional based. I'm, I'm more of a relational person instead of transaction. So, you know, I, maybe I didn't know it at the time, but I definitely got into that business, not because I really loved it. It was just, hey, this is what everyone's saying you can do to get rich quick. So I did. We made some money. But literally one day we had a whole bunch of inventory in our garage and I just posted on Facebook Marketplace and basically said, people come take this out of my hands because I hate this business. So that was a big learning lesson, expensive learning lesson, not just in money, but in time because we put a lot of time into it. Uh, I'm grateful that I went through it, but I you know, also realized looking back that I was doing it for the wrong reasons. And now ever since then, to your point... I've really, you know, focused on any new adventure, any new opportunities. I really have to love it. And if I don't, you know, it's not going to be worth my time, energy, effort, and you can't really put a dollar amount on it. Yeah, I agree. And I think it's kind of building your uh, emotional IQ. So really know kind of what makes you happy over time by the experiences and the variables that have been placed along the way for you to go through and and, and really understand that. I think having the skill set to really be passionate and connect with people is one of the hardest things. So I oftentimes, oftentimes say that I value a lot of soft skills because those show kind of leadership to me more because if I hire someone, I can teach anyone uh, anything with a willingness to learn. 
But those kind of inherent leadership skills or empathy skills when it comes to business are really meshing well if you're thrown into any scenario. Um, it's really hard to teach. So I think that's really important. Yeah, I totally agree. And if anybody has read the book, Start With Why with Simon Sinek uh, talking about building teams, you know, you need to build teams with people who, who are in alignment with your why. What is your vision? And when you can surround yourself with people who have a common goal, you can teach them anything. You can figure out anything. Unfortunately, most businesses, they don't have that clear vision. Maybe they don't have the systems and processes. So they go hire the experts or what they think are the experts, you know, of people that are really good at what they need. And then they realize when they hire these people, they are just a pain to work with their ego, their attitude, their empathy, whatever it might be. So when you can start to build your team based on culture and relationships, you know, instead of, hey, they're just really good at this thing. We can teach anybody how to be good at something because all the resources are there. But what we can't teach are those soft skills, like you said, and those are so important to build a team so you can build a business that, you know, can truly thrive without you. Yep, I agree. So what's one piece of advice you can leave with the audience, personal or professional? Yeah. So I would say, and I was, you know, I was in this position as well. I was very hard headed. You know, when we start our business, we think we can do everything. We, we don't need help. You know, we can run through walls, we can do whatever we want. And that could get us to a certain point, right? Like that attitude, that grit, that tenacity which is what lets us start a business and lets us get to a certain point. But at some point we need to surround ourselves with other people. We need a mentor. We need a mastermind. We need to learn from other people. Uh, and Warren Buffett said it probably best, learning from mistakes is really good to learn from mistakes. That's how we learn. But it's even better to learn from other people's mistakes. So when you can get rid of that ego, start surrounding yourself with people, you know, who are, have the similar goals, similar vision, and their, you know, their number one focus is to continue to improve. You're going to learn, you're going to get to where you want to go so much faster because you are learning from all different walks of life, all different experiences. You know, if you're going on a road trip from, Raleigh to New Jersey, someone's already made that trip and they'll tell you, hey, watch out here, watch out here. And now we just have a GPS that'll tell us all that. Hey, there's cops ahead. Hey, there's a detour. But if you try and do that trip blind, which is mo what most entrepreneurs do, we never really make it to where we want to go. We'll be driving all day, every day in circles, but we never actually make progress. So, you know, find your people, surround yourself with people, be willing to learn from other people. Uh, obviously, listening to podcasts is great, but when you can learn from other people's mistakes and you have people watching out for your blind spot and the opportunities, uh, your life is going to be a lot easier. Yeah, I agree. I think it's it's important to uh, learn from people that have been through it. Sometimes you're either too hard-headed or have an ego to really think uh, in business or in, in, in anything. You may not have the experience, but you think, I'm not going to go through it like this person did, or I may not experience it. But I think uh, things like masterminds and having a mentor is really important because I try to surround myself with like-minded people, either, you know, who are where I am, as well as, you know, older people 10, 20 years down the line that have been doing things similar to you know, what I'm doing or things that I'm interested in. And, you know, those fr friendships and kind of relationships aren't necessarily built by that, but they, they really facilitate kind of, you know, a different thought process. And when everybody has a similar uh, motivation of success, it only pushes you in that right direction as well. Yeah, no, I totally agree. And when you can learn from people who are even just a few steps ahead of you, you know, you're, you're going to be basically following in their footsteps and everything's going to be fresh in their mind. And then, like you said, when you have other people that are going on the same journey, it's a lot more fun to go on these journeys with other people instead of doing it yourself, because 
uh, as we mentioned in the beginning, you know, business ownership, especially now with everybody working from home and most people, you know, most entrepreneurs start out working from home anyway. Uh, and that can be really isolating, be a really lonely world if we're not proactive and really get out of our own mind sometimes. Uh, you know, so when we can combat that isolation while surrounding ourselves with like-minded people and not people that are just complaining and there to bring you down and the, the nine to fivers who want to tell you, you made a mistake and all that, but we can surround ourselves with people who are going to encourage us, push us and help us reach our full potential. You know, you're going to get what you're going to get to where you want to go, you know, a lot easier, a lot cheaper, a lot faster uh, while having a lot more fun. Yeah, I agree. So I really appreciate you stopping by today. Can you let the audience know how they can find you? Yeah, Roman, really appreciate it. So I would say there's two ways. One, you can subscribe to my podcast as well. So I've got a podcast called Business Owners Freedom Formula Show. We interview someone once a week, helping small business owners, entrepreneurs get a step closer to achieving their ultimate freedom. Uh, so just look that up, any uh, podcast platform, Business Owners Freedom Formula Show. And then uh, if you know are interested in working together and learning more about uh, what I do, as you mentioned at the beginning, I run the Ultimate Freedom Mastermind. And we're really focused on helping, you know, service-based business owners, kind of what we said at the beginning, make it to their fifth birthday, transform their business, go from business operator to business owner and CEO, so you can have a business that can truly thrive without you. So, you know, for me, we've only got one shot at this. So kind of going back to what we had talked about of, yeah, it's going to suck to delegate. It's going to hurt. I don't want to do it. But we're going to have a lot of regrets if we never do it and if we just stay in that hamster wheel. So, you know, that's really what our mastermind's focused on, providing you the plan, holding you accountable, and then me being your guide, helping you get to where you want to go. So uh, you can check that out at paulmaskill.com slash mastermind. Uh, go there, fill out a quick application, and then I'll reach out to you. We'll set up a time to chat. Um, you know, and for me, like I said, that's my mission is helping as many business owners as I can. The risk, you know, of having a business that needs you 24-7, that's really what helped me change. And I want to help change as many people there as well. Because if something happens to you, you get hit by a bus, someone gets sick, uh, you know, that is a scary place to be. Even though we do have the freedom, you know, I want them to have that income as well. So paulmaskill.com slash mastermind. Business Owners Freedom Formula Show. Uh, and thanks again, Roman. Really appreciate it. Awesome. Thanks again for stopping by. Thank you, sir. This podcast has been brought to you by Nova Zora Digital. Find out how Nova Zora Digital can help your company grow online. Learn more at NovaZoraDigital.com. Until next time, all you digital savages.